This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We give you all the viral stories that are just about to drop. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. If you keep scrolling, 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 and you're never gonna stop, then please, oh please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. From stupid songs and dances, all the cultural advances, we will cover them from bottom to the top. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please, I promise you'll appease our please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. Hi, I'm EJ Dixon. And I'm Brittany Spanos. Welcome to Don't Let This Flop. A podcast about TikTok brought to you by Rolling Stone. Where millennials talk about teens, but not in a weird way. Brittany, would you say that today is a Bones Day or a No Bones Day? I would say I'm in a constant state of No Bones Days. Um, (laughs) So today is no different for me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like... (laughs) that's part of why this became a thing, right? Because every day is just a nonstop stream of no bones days. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's what created the atmosphere for Noodle to thrive. Can you, you know? can you tell us about who Noodle is a little bit? Sure. But before we before we talk about Noodle, I just want to preface this by saying to our listeners, like Brittany and I talked a lot about Noodle and whether or not we were going to talk about him this week. And we didn't we didn't want to. We were like, do we have to talk about Noodle? Probably should talk about Noodle. Maybe we shouldn't. Um, and by the time you're hearing this, honestly, Noodle might be dead. Um, and it'll be totally... <laughs> it'll be totally moot. He's an Not old dog. That. Dogs don't live that long. And he's a pug. And they have health problems. They do. They do. I'm just being pragmatic. That damn. <laughs> hurt. I'm just, I'm just being practical. The dog is like a million. But now that the dog has been on the Today Show and the governor of New York has tweeted about him and the governor of Louisiana has tweeted about the dog, I, we have to talk about the dog. So today yeah. we're angrily talking about the dog. So who is the dog? Yeah. Um, Noodle is a, an ancient dog um, yes. on TikTok who has become sort of a bellwether for the mood of the Internet. He's a pug. And back in August, his dad started making videos about whether or not Noodle was having a bones or no bones day i.e whether he would stand up or he was too tired to stand up with the implication being that that would predict the kind of day that we would be having you are here just in time for another round of no bones uh which is a game where we find out if noodle has bones this morning or not all right so we found that he does not have bones this morning we confirmed he does not have bones yeah and it's become super viral on twitter too it's taken over on instagram like it's like one of those things that's gone beyond tiktok like there is a a noodle bones or no bones day account on twitter where it literally just kind of updates you on the status of whether or not noodle does in fact have bones that day and it's supposed to just decide, you know, if it's a if it's a bones day, that means you treat yourself. If it's a no bones day, that means that you you don't. You just kind of sleep through it. That's basically the gist of the bones or no bones day. That was the part I didn't get initially, but now I understand. Yeah, I mean, the first few times it was cute. It was funny. The dog is cute. It's funny to watch him sort of keel over. Like, fine. But yeah. then... Then he started going sort of like deeper into the mythology of Bones versus No Bones Days, where a Bones Day is essentially like an omen for whether or not you're going to have a good day. And a No Bones Day 
is like, you know, to wear your sweatpants, stay in the house, like yeah. take care of yourself. And then the brands started getting into it. The brands always get into it. Taco Bell did a tweet. Um, the AFL-CIO did a tweet. Um, the, Louisiana, the governor of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, did a video where he used like Bones Day as an like as a reason to get people vaccinated. All right, Louisiana, today is a Bones Day. And while every day is a great day to get your vaccination, today is an extraordinarily good day. Um, this whispery girl uh, did a song about it. If it's a no Bones Day, I just stay in bed. Noodles that it's fine if I don't get dressed. His legs are made of jello. Sorry you didn't get the memo, cause Noodles said that it was okay. And then he went on the Today Show. Um, there was which, also a sea shanty version of it. There was a sea shanty Bones or No Bones Day song that came out. There once was a pug that could foresee if our day ahead was merry or bleak. Every day all of TikTok asks, is it a Bones Day or no? It's just like, it was a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. I feel like the Today Show is sort of the ultimate indication that the dog has jumped the shark. To be clear, though, like a no bones day doesn't necessarily mean a bad day, right? No, thank you. We really need to change the narrative on a no bones day. <laughs> I think a bones Tell day. The on. Seriously, if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, he looks miserable. Carson Daly looks miserable. Nobody looks happy to be there. And I feel like, you know, with any social media phenomenon, there's always this backlash. And I feel that coming on very strongly right now with Noodle. You feel a backlash? Where do you see a backlash? Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> he's getting canceled. He's essentially he's essentially getting canceled. Like, did Noodle get milkshake ducked? He did. He got a little bit milkshake ducked. Um, Is Noodle a racist? I, I don't know if he's a racist, <laughs> but here's, here's what here's what someone on Twitter said, um, which is the most Twitter thing I've ever heard. The fact that people online can rapidly accept bones, no bones as a framework for understanding the energy of the day without further explanation really reinforces that society empathizes with animals more than disabled and neurodivergent folks. Okay, that's like a very specific <laughs> sect of the internet, though. I guess. Like, I think that there's definitely an anti-noodle backlash mounting yeah. because that's just what happens when with overexposure. I feel like I haven't seen as much of a backlash on the internet. I have seen people sort of like run it to the ground a little bit too much though um but like it's definitely getting into the the chuggy is that the way we pronounce it chuggy side of the internet the more basic part of it like you know that it's it's we're like girl bossing <laughs> gaslighting gatekeeping a little too close to the sun with noodle where it's like you can tell it's becoming a little basic you can tell there's going to be etsy shops that says bones or no bones day on like mugs um, you know, if this were 2016, Noodle would definitely be on the campaign trail with Hillary Clinton. Like, it's like getting a little resistance Twitter basic. I think that there's probably some analysis to be done about why this took off to the extent that it did. But like, <sighs> it feels like a very, um, and it's weird to talk like this and I kind of hate that I'm talking like this, but it feels like a very early pandemic sort of viral thing. You know, like, mm -hmm. you remember, like, early sort of, like, in staying at home, like, people were very much wanting anything that will sort of help feel positive or kind of connecting and, like, sort of determines what their life looks like or what their day looks like. Like, I think this is, this feels very much like that. So that's why I'm a little surprised that's taken off the way it has. 
Yeah, um, when everyone was like, oh, Tiger King, everybody watch Tiger King. Oh, yeah, love like is blind. Were, yeah, like I think there was like things like the sort of like affirmations where it's like, okay, like I can give up on my life um, for the day. Like I feel like people needed that. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to wear sweatpants today. Like, it's okay that you are, you know, you haven't showered in five days. Like, that's normal for all of us. Like, that's like, this is like a very early pandemic sentiment where it's like, if you have a a bones day versus a no bones day, like, allowing yourself to kind of be easy on yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw something, the New York Times did a piece on it, like, probably two weeks after it started taking off, because of course they did. And they basically were like, yeah, it's it's symptomatic of like the cultural boon- burnout that everybody's feeling like people are desperate for positivity. We need a distraction. And like, I do think there's something to that, like that we just haven't recovered from the pandemic. Really, yeah. I mean, it's been like, you know, more than 18 months later and yeah. people are still feeling essentially the same way that they did before. And I do think this is somewhat reflective of that. But also at the same time. I can't really think of anything that's more tailor-made for virality than a cute old pug collapsing onto itself yeah. um, like a dying star and having that be like a bellwether for the national mood. Like it's a it's a very yeah. good shtick. It is a very good shtick. But, uh, another indication that this could possibly be a no bones day and also maybe sort of similar to the argument that we're making is that there is a 30 step. Is it 30 steps fully? I think it's more. Someone counted. I think it's definitely more that's going viral. And it's, I first saw it on Twitter, but it's a a really strong argument for TikTok going back to its minute long video limit. So to my understanding, here's what happens. There is a creator who pulls off a whitening strip and basically it's just like this one girl who's like in front of her, in her bathroom, like doing the skincare routine, presumably at night. She pulls off a whitening strip off her teeth. She brushes her teeth. She flosses with water, maybe. She puts on some gel, then a face setting mist. Then she washes her face. But actually, like, probably the most interesting part of the video, because it's like a weird, like, foam wash that she has to make in a little mini tub. Yeah, it's and not like out of a bottle. She, like, makes, yeah, she mixes it up. Yeah, it's not like she's up. putting some Cerave, like, directly on her face. Like, it's like a, she has to make the cream to put on her face. Mm-hmm. Puts a cloth in some solution, puts on her face, miss her face again, does an eye wash, puts on another gel, then another gel, then a face mask. Then she puts on a hand mask. Then she like puts something in her mouth, like some sort of like powder that she eats. She miss her face again. She puts on a serum. She puts like a cleansing strip on her nose. She does like she pulls out a box and does basically like a whole like blackhead routine. Mm-hmm. Then she puts on another cleansing strip. Then she puts a pore blasting machine on her nose, puts on another serum, multiple lotions, uses an under eye mask, then does what is the human centipede of masks. Like she literally puts on like five masks at once, like is wearing them layered on her face in a way that I that feels so fully uncomfortable and also ruins the purpose, I think, of all the masks because they're literally just piled on top of each other. Then she scrubs her arm while the the mask centipede is sitting on her face. She takes all the masks off, put on another face mist, another serum. This is actually exhausting me to explain all of it. Then a jade (laughs) sculpting thing, then another serum. Then she puts like a vibrator on her face and then like, it's like a different tool. And, um... And it's just, it's awful. Hearing That's about you, the point where I struck out. Hear, hearing you talk about this, 
is making me so stressed out. I like need water, like to explain all that. I don't know how she did that because you know that there is probably extra steps of like waiting for things, like the mask to like set. You know, it had to be like a full like two hour routine. I, hearing you talk about it was actually worse than watching it. <laughs> watching it was hard, but hearing you talk about it, like my, I wish that there was like a cardiologist here because my blood pressure, my blood pressure is skyrocketing. Yeah. But also I feel like tr- us trying to look into it made our blood pressure, made our blood pressure skyrocket as well because it's so confusing about what the source of this is. So the account, yeah. when it went viral on Twitter, as we all know, there's like the TikTok username tag that's on a lot of videos. That makes it pretty easy to go back on TikTok and find it. So the original tag was Cormie Tobin. But when you look it up on TikTok, it's now linked to an account that's like like FCK Beauty or something. FCX Beauty, yeah. Yeah. And there it's are a pretty well a bunch, followed account. Yeah. There's a ton of people. I mean it's a, a skincare routine account. And of course there's like a ton of followers. They follow like nine people, all have like pretty much the same username structure but like a different sort of end like this one is us like there's one that's like i don't know international and everything and each of them feature different creators doing sort of similar extended asmr skincare routines that are multi-step like 30 plus steps um some of them are also hair routines this creator and specifically um who i guess is maybe named like I don't know, either she's named Cormie Tobin or that's like the person who had reposted this video. Um, but it's basically just like this extended skincare routine. Sometimes she like wears a lot of wigs, takes off the wigs, does extended hair mask routines. I've watched a lot of the videos. She doesn't talk um, either. She, it's ASMR, right? Like it's like meant to be. But I don't think it is meant to be ASMR. I think it's just it's tagged ASMR. The, it's in the bio. Yeah, but I don't think it is because it has the opposite effect of ASMR. It stresses me the fuck out. (laughs) But also, I think that's kind of a lot of ASMR videos, right? Like, it's like they're doing a lot of, like, you know, have you ever watched, like, the eating ones where it's just, like, them, like, eating a ton of food and you're like, this, like, is kind of disgusting. But, like, I guess people like the sound of it. I don't like ASMR very much anyway. I find it all stressful. But, like, (laughs) it's sort of, like, it's basically just for the purpose of the sound of it, right? And, like, the, like, sometimes the visual aspect. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's a little bit of both. Like, it's a little gross. Like, it's not for me. So it's not for either of us personally. But, like, maybe some people find it soothing to watch that. Nobody found this soothing to watch. The comments are all, you know, essentially the same as as our reaction, which is what the fuck is this for? Which is why (laughs) I think, I think that this is... You know, for a couple of reasons, because it was so hard for us to track the source down because it features the same girl over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think it's a content farm that are pumping out videos that are designed to get engagement by making people angry, which is very similar to um, we talked about the weird food hack videos that get mm-hmm. millions and millions of views on TikTok a couple of weeks ago that people think are fetish videos because they're so strange, yeah. like that girl making milkshake in a toilet, um, you know, blending up a Big Mac. Um and that's all made by the same person, like the same yeah. producer, um, who just pumps these videos out because he knows they get a lot of engagement and they're just, you know, very weird. And he knows that they'll get a lot of clicks. And so that's what I think this is. Yeah. And it's it's also confusing because there's no clear purpose for the content. Like there's no sponsorship. Like it's not a brand. Like you don't see any brand names. You have no clue what she's putting on her face at all. Like she shows like 
very, very quickly, like too quickly to actually be spawn con, like the boxes, right? Like the, when she does like the, the blackhead. Yeah. It's not spawn con. Multi-step thing. Like you kind of see the box that features the stuff, but you can't really tell like what the brand is. So it's, it's hard. Cause it's like, it's so weird. Cause you can't really tell there's no explanation. There's nothing in the description or the comments that tells you what all the products are. Like, it's not for that. And it's clearly not for a person's skin because that would be awful. I would break out in a second. No, it's, I think it's to make us angry. I think we took the bait. Um, I, yeah. I guess Madeline Pitch, Madeline Petch from Riverdale um, did a 38 step skincare routine for Vogue that also went viral for similar reasons. Like people had the same reaction. We're gonna light this baby up and I like to take my time. If that means I have to take two extra hours in the morning, I'm gonna do it. I just wanna take my time and feel no stress. Because it is, I mean, there is like a, a larger thing right now, right? Where people have become very obsessed and also prone to, you know, falling for the skincare industrial complex, which is like the more you do and the more stuff you buy to like save your skin, it's, you know, it's gonna do it. And it's not true. Everyone's skin is different. You don't need a 38 skincare, 38 product, 38 step skincare routine. It just doesn't, it's not for everyone. So moving on to something that we hate to something that we love. Anna Marie Tendler joined TikTok. Yes. And this would not have been a big deal two years ago, right? Like I feel like no one would, if this were 2019, no one would have cared. But in a very mind-blowing fashion, her divorce from nice guy comedian, quote unquote, nice guy comedian, John Mm. Mulaney, has become one of the most weirdly huge tabloid stories of the year. So before I get to the count, let's back it up. So the pair were married for six years, Anna Marie Tendler and John Mulaney. And Mulaney was regarded as the suit-wearing nice guy of comedy. He was like the wife guy of, of, of comedy, of like, you know, of everything that he did because he spoke so much about his wife, about his marriage. Um, he was a recovering addict whose life was just humorously simple. They went, like, went to bed early. It's like a lot of jokes about going to bed early, about like being kind of lame, being kind of boring and having like a happy marriage, a dog named Petunia, And, you know, just all that sort of like very like humbly simple kind of millennial ideal of like canceling plans and living a nice life. But his life sort of spiraled out during the pandemic. He relapsed into drug and alcohol use. He went to rehab and then him and Anna Marie divorced earlier this year. Amid uh, rumors of infidelity and instability. Yeah. Do you kind of want to go over what what sort of happened after that was announced because it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was kind of insane. So yeah, I think it's difficult to, you can't really stress enough just how much Mulaney being like this normal laid back wife guy um, was part of his brand. And so then this spring, when it comes out that he's getting divorced, people were heartbroken about that. But then it came out like very shortly after, very shortly after that he had already moved on with actress Olivia Munn. Um, And Olivia Munn, sort of has a reputation for being um, a pick-me girl in TikTok parlance. Um, you know, somebody who sort of says, like, I'm not like other girls. Like, I like drinking beer. I I like, uh, you know, eating hot dogs. I, I like comics. Like, the yeah, cool she, girl from Gone Girl, basically. She got uh, her start on G4, the gaming network. That's where she first became famous, when she was a host on there. And it was very much like she kind of came from, like, 
the gamer geek world where like being a hot girl is sort of fetishized of like being like the idea of like you're like a hot gamer and I feel like that was a lot of her brand even as she pivoted to acting and like more sort of influencery celebrity lifestyle. Yeah, she doesn't do a ton of acting. The last thing that I remember her really being big on was the newsroom. Yeah, she did some for a little bit and she's kind of cooled it on it. Yeah, she has like a dog a dog walking company that yeah. I inadvertently supported a couple months ago right after this happened and freaked out because I'm, you know, very staunchly team Anna Marie on this. <laughs> but um so so it comes out that he's dating he's dating Olivia Munn. And that's messy enough. But then there are rumors that are swirling on TikTok specifically that Olivia Munn is pregnant, which was eventually confirmed. And this is a huge deal. And the word on the street is Olivia Munn is pregnant. Could be true, could be not true, but maybe it is true. Anyway, if it is true, you heard it here first. Because John Mulaney, one of the big things that John Mulaney has made a part of his brand is that he and Anna Marie did not want kids. Yeah, there was a lot of mentions of it in the specials. Our real estate agent wanted us to have a baby more than anyone else in our lives, more than anyone in our family. She hinted about it constantly. Every room she walked into, she'd be like, so this could be an office? Or maybe a nursery. <laughs> yeah, haha, no, like we said, we don't know if we're gonna have it. No, no, I know, I know. You know, you don't know if you're gonna have them, but you know, you know, you never know. Sometimes you don't know what's gonna happen, and then, you know, something happens. Okay, and it basically led to a huge heel turn for John Mulaney, who was, again, the very unproblematic nice guy in comedy. He had a huge, huge fan base. He still does. I mean. This also coincided with his return to the stage after rehab, and he did a string of shows at City Winery. He's still touring. Um, He's still, like, widely beloved and popular. But there was a He's taken a hit, for sure. He's definitely taken uh, a big public hit because he's become a tabloid star for the first time in his career where people really care about his personal life. And it's become, like, the lamest, like, reboot of Team, Team Angelina, Team Aniston. Like, it's like... You know, it's just like a very strangely like new version of that where people are sort of people have actually just chosen one side, though. Like, I don't think a lot of people are team Olivia and John because it's a little messy. But on TikTok, it's taken off. Right. Because John Mulaney has a huge young fan base. I remember I saw him at the one of the first city winery shows he did earlier this year. There's a ton of teens there. Like he like there are kids who like really love and look up to him. So on TikTok, a lot of people have really gone after Olivia Munn, even before it was confirmed fully that her and Mulaney were dating, were um, having a baby together. Um, On TikTok, it's been a lot of people bringing up past rumors of Olivia Munn dating other freshly divorced celebrities, um, you know. Like Rustin Kelly, um, who had just divorced Casey Musgraves. Yeah, so. Last year. And it doesn't help that Casey Musgraves released her big divorce album just a couple months ago. And now Casey Musgraves and Anna-Marie Tendler have been talking on Instagram a little bit. So TikTok has really blown up on sort of parsing together if Olivia Munn had anything to do with the Casey and Rustin divorce, why Casey and Anna-Marie are talking. So there's been videos about people sort of speculating about their friendship and pointing out the fact that all of a sudden these two women have have bonded seemingly yeah and there there's an element of this 
in Olivia's defense and in John's defense, I, I there is an element of this conversation where people are like, the big buzzword is parasocial relationships. Like mm-hmm. basically, basically, um, you know, people are saying we formed a relationship with this guy that was totally one sided. You know, we shouldn't feel betrayed by the fact that, you know, we don't know what's going on in his marriage. We shouldn't feel betrayed by the fact that his marriage ended. It happens all the time. And a lot of the backlash against Olivia Munn is internalized misogyny, which yeah. I think there's a grain of truth to. But also, I mean, as as we pointed out earlier and as people on TikTok have been pointing out, Olivia Munn is definitely you know, historically, quote unquote, problematic. Yeah. Like, here are some, you know, choice expert excerpts from her memoir, Suck It, Wonder Woman, which which are pretty gross. Yeah. So in her book, she says if she ran for president, these are the 10 things she would run on. Here's number two. I will fix America's obesity problems by taking all the motorized transport away from fat people. In turn, I will build an infrastructure of fat tunnels where all the fat people can walk. This will create jobs and subsequent weight loss. And I think it's, she's an easy villain to put in this situation. I think especially when celebrities divorce, people really want a hero and a villain. They want to know someone's done something wrong. They want that drama. They want that, like, very movie, TV kind of big climactic choice to make. And people have made their choice that John Mulaney has done Anna-Marie Tendler wrong. And also, it did not also help when these rumors blew up about him and Olivia before it was confirmed that... There was reports about Anna Marie had also gotten to rehab um, around the time that John had when their marriage was starting to fall apart. So there's a lot of people sort of questioning what what went wrong and like what happened and have decided that John and Olivia have hurt Anna Marie. It also doesn't help that she does a lot of like Instagram, like these like Victorian-esque Instagram posts that are very like sad. Like it's like dinner in March and it's her kind of sitting and crying at a, a table alone, which is dark. Um deeply i just got divorced energy um which but i she's, support she she's really i mean to her credit she is really dealing with this she's she's harnessing the attention that she's getting because she's never gotten yeah. this kind of attention before in her career and she she was a stylist um before and you know a pretty successful one but she's never gotten this kind of mainstream attention yeah. and she's really harnessing it and like promoting you know, her work Mm -hmm. on Instagram, like I see in her stories, she's always, you know, promoting shows that she's done. And now she's on TikTok. She is on TikTok. And she has posted a lot of content that is very simply just nice. It's very, like, unrelated to her life. She did these two life hack videos. One is about how to put a cover on your duvet, which I do not agree with as a hack. I do not think it was a very helpful hack but I'm glad that she posted it. Um, and Why also not? how to use a vegetable peeler to butter your toast and like very evenly butter, which I did enjoy as a hack and I will definitely be doing at some point. Hey, what's up? It's 7.26 on Monday morning. I am sitting on my kitchen floor wondering if it is a bones or a no bones day. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna show you another life hack and please savor this one as it is the last one I know. Why didn't you enjoy the duvet hack? What, what, what There's too much jumping like it's so easy to just do it on your there's a burrito hack that you can do i've watched a lot of youtube videos on how to put duvet cover on a duvet because like i literally just got one for the first time in my life and all you have to do you is just, just like, got a duvet i was using like a a, a giant quilt for many years oh that's that's fucking shocking but go on <laughs> listen i just grew up differently i just i didn't know what a duvet was until like five years ago um but Wait, what are you like 29 <laughs> Yes, I just never had one. I was I grew up in a quilt family. I, I'm a warm sleeper. Um, 
but yeah, I just got one. And literally all I have to do is like put the cover inside out, lay the duvet on top of it, and then roll it up like a burrito and then unroll it. Takes like two minutes. I don't need to jump up and down, put it all over the floor. I'm I'm a fan of of these videos. I think it's like also like the biggest power move is to just make nice content that people love. Like people have clearly made their choice. They love her videos. There was news articles about it. Again, this would not have happened two years ago because she was not this famous. And now she's, I would say she's winning in the divorce. She's definitely winning in the divorce. And not only that, I think that TikTok has really been, is really going to be the perfect medium for her because there's something really intimate and immediate about it. Like it's a really good way for celebrities to sort of fashion themselves as like relate, quote unquote, relatable Um, And it's also given second life to sort of like third tier celebrities like Frankie Jonas. um, Yeah, we've talked talked about a lot like I and uh, Krista Allen, like the girl who played young Jennifer Garner um, in 13 going on 30. Like I see Anna Marie Tendler sort of occupying the similar tier where she's a celebrity who's like really big on TikTok specifically and has just like a very passionate following on the platform. Yeah. And people are invested. I think people just like want to see her do like be well, you know, like I think people just like want to see her be happy because if you were a fan of John Mulaney's comedy, you were also tangentially invested in her life, even though she was pretty private. Like, you know, she wasn't really as public. And I mean, even for many years, he wasn't like super public. It really just came out in his standup, but his standup was a lot about her. And I feel like people knew a lot about her and liked her and him together. And I think people really want to see her thrive because they were a fan of his and now losing that part of his comedy is like not something they want to do. Okay, let's do Himbo of the Week, uh, wherein we crown a new elite himbo. And our Himbo of the Week is Paul Dreher. Um, who is a, quote, premier authority and master on the do's and don'ts of table manners and table etiquette. Um, And he used to work at the Beverly Hilton Hotel as the assistant director of catering. But now he has a TikTok series where he shames people who don't know how to butter bread. I see it all the time. They pick up a piece of bread. Sometimes they take the pad put on here. But this is what they do. No, folks, please don't do that. <laughs> it's a big week for um, bread buttering bread content. <laughs> I've learned a lot. And as someone who really loves a nice piece of toast with melted butter on it, I'm I'm really happy I have all this information. I feel like I'm really going to use it. Like I'm actually going to use all these hacks in my life. We're going to when we're titling this episode, it's going to be so fucking boring. It's going to be like how to butter bread. <laughs> and noodles the bug and how to butter bread and people are going to be like, "What the fuck am I listening to?" It's a I mean, it's a good thing to know. Did you know Did you know that it wasn't okay to take a whole piece of bread and and butter it? I have literally never known that because I do that all the time. I do it all the time. I have lived years on this earth without knowing that you had to tear off a piece of bread first before you butter it. But it also makes sense. Like the same thing with the vegetable peeler hack. Like it makes sense, you know? Like I'm like, oh, why didn't I think about this before? Because that's a better way. Which do you prefer? The tearing off 
Or do you prefer the vegetable peeler? I think they both work in their under their circumstances. Like mm-hmm. the vegetable peeler works at home. I'm not going to ask for a vegetable peeler at a restaurant. No, no, no. But if I'm having a nice piece of toast at home, I want to just eat the full piece of toast. I'm not going to go through it and like rip apart a piece. But in a restaurant, if I want it evenly buttered and jammed, I will do what this himbo told me to do. Did you know that this fucking psychopath says that you have to use a knife to eat chips and salsa or chips and guacamole? That is... That feels racist. I'm not engaging with that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't put that on me. I don't want that. (laughs) It does feel racist. I don't like it. That's... He also says you should use a fork and knife to eat bacon. I don't want to revoke his himbo status, EJ. I want to I want to still support him and I give him the bread and butter. No, I want to I want to celebrate him. I don't want to cancel him (laughs) like because he's simultaneously so patronizing and so soothing. But um, I saying that you need a fork and knife to eat bacon, although he does say if it's crispy bacon, you can pick it up and eat it with your hands. But if it's moist bacon, then you have to use a fork and knife to eat it. I'm not eating moist bacon generally. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not a dog. You yeah. know? Fry that shit up. I'm not eating moist bacon. So that's gross. I just want him to lean into how ridiculous he is and just come up with like the most insane etiquette tips and really like brand himself accordingly. And I hope he does a link up with Martha Stewart, who I saw post a TikTok very similar where she was teaching you how to eat a creme brulee. How did she say you should eat it? Or was it creme brulee? A souffle. It was actually a souffle. You basically have to, like, deflate it, and then you pour the creme fraiche in the middle, and that's how you eat it. Before the souffle deflates, you take your spoon, and you make a nice little round hole right in the top. And then you pour in your creme anglaise. This is a butterscotch sundae at the Polo Lounge of all places. And then take your scoop of whipped cream, a perfect scoop, and drop it down into the center of the hot souffle and eat it. And all the comments were like, this called me poor. Because she was also just like, I'm at the polo club of all places. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Of all places? Like, I, I couldn't tell if she was shading the polo club. Were yeah, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I've never been to the polo club. I can't afford it. It sounds nice. Yeah. yeah I've also, I don't fancy. think I've ever eaten a souffle. I don't think I've, I've ever seen a souffle. Literally, no. I've had souffle made for me once by a friend who had like a little dinner thing. I've never ordered it. It sounds like shit, honestly. Yeah, I don't want to deflate something. Just give it to me already made. Yeah, I I don't know. I <laughs> The polo club of all places. <laughs> That's very like boomer VIP list. Yeah. <laughs> they should they should do a link up. They should do a boomer VIP list. Yeah, Stewart, I want I want to see yeah. Drer, we need it. Did you hear did you see that VIP list? Um I don't know if we're going to include this, but VIP list did a piece with um Vice. They went out to dinner with Vice and I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous too, but I but I DM I tweeted at the writer of the piece like oh my god I'm so jealous and she was like yeah they said that the Rolling Stone girls like really grilled them when they had them on their podcast really <laughs> but they loved it yeah <laughs> I was like we didn't fucking
fucking grill them? We're asking the tough questions. We didn't ask any tough questions. We were just like. And they didn't even take us out to dinner. They didn't even take us out to dinner. We're rude, honestly. So come back on and take us out to dinner, please. <laughs> but thanks so much for listening to Don't Let This Flop, This Week in TikTok, brought to you by Rolling Stone and Cumulus Podcast Network, written and hosted by me, EJ Dixon, and Brittany Spanos. Executive produced by Jason Fine, Bridget Chelsea, and Elizabeth Garber-Paul. Edited by Dan Stein, and original music composed by Daniel Hertzlund. See you next week.